What's up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris Wilson, host of the Average Sports Nerds podcast. ASN is a podcast started by two lifelong friends who have a passion for sports and the debates surrounding them. You can connect with us on Instagram at AVG Sports Nerds. From all of us here at ASN, we thank you for your support and we hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris. We're back with another NBA episode. It's been a long week. We were supposed to go live Sunday night. We're recording this on Monday now. We had a lot of technical difficulties, so if you were looking forward to that, we really apologize. There was nobody more disappointed than me. But we will be streaming live soon. We're going to work out the kinks here get back to it, and we'll have a date sooner rather than later. So stay tuned for that. The Dennis Rodman giveaway is still on. So if you didn't get in on that, there's still plenty of time to get in on that now. And yeah, I mean, the show must go on. So as always, I'm joined by Miles Davis, my guy, and talks to NBA. What's going on today, Miles? Yo, what's up, everybody? Yeah, about the live episode... I definitely can't wait for us to provide that to you guys. It's going to be fun. Like we want to like get interactive with you guys. Like we want to hear your guys thoughts about like what we're talking about. So definitely tune into that episode. If you guys are fans. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And to that point, when we're out the kinks and we're going to do this thing, right. It's going to be a good time. And I'm really looking forward to it. I was devastated that it didn't happen. So from there, like I said, the show must go on though. We're going to still be putting out, these episodes, like we usually do, talking NBA playoffs. I know we've kind of missed some stuff. It's It happened so fast. One week in the playoffs is like a year in real time, it feels like. But, yeah, I mean, before we get into it, I do want to say Alex, not able to join us tonight. We're going to get him back on, though, obviously. So it's just me and Miles. We can start it off. Like I said, we're recording. Sunday night, I mean, Monday night, excuse me. Clippers playing the Suns right now. It's game four. We can talk about this series as a whole, but right now the Clippers are up 71 to 62 midway through the third quarter. So what are your thoughts right now in this series? Like, do you think the Clippers can come back one and two? Just what are you seeing out there? What's the biggest reason that the Suns are up 3-1? Yeah, a lot to take away from the series. I do think the Suns are the better team. Obviously, the Clippers are are without Kawhi. The team still hasn't really given us an update besides the fact that he has an ACL injury. I think he's torn it, but I I think the Clippers aren't ready to say that. But I don't know about the series, man. It's going to be tough. They really dug themselves in a hole by not winning the game a couple nights ago. Both teams were struggling extremely extremely bad, and it was a very low-scoring game. So it was there for the taking for either team. The Clippers didn't take it. They weren't making shots down the stretch. And I just feel like with Kawhi, they're just it's, it's just climbing up too big of an uphill battle. And and the Suns are still a full team. They, they're not really hampered by injuries. So I think the Suns are going to close this one out. I think the Clippers might actually win tonight. But yeah, I, I got this. I got the Phoenix Suns still taking this series pretty comfortably. I don't think it'll be too big of an issue. 
Yeah, man, this is tough for me. Obviously, if you've been following along with us since the start of the playoffs here, I actually picked the Clippers to go to the finals. So I've been trying to ride that out. Every series has been tough. They got down 0-2 to the Mavericks, came back, won that one in seven, got down 0-2 to the Jazz, came back, beat them in six, won four straight. I thought that was crazy both times. I was trying to keep the confidence up, but it's tough, man. This team keeps getting down. Obviously, in those two series, they had Kawhi. Well, they lost him towards the end of the Jazz series, but they had him at least for most of the games. This series, they haven't had him at all. 3-1, I think it's a different animal. It's going to be tough to come back. I wouldn't be like completely shocked if they did, though, because all these games really have been pretty close. And it's a couple plays here, a couple plays there. And we got to talk about it. Playoff P, pandemic P. What are we calling him right now? Because he's definitely leaning more towards pandemic. That game three was was very hard to watch. Yeah, like you said, I think we're leaning towards pandemic P. I mean, believe it or not, he's actually been playing well. I don't think we can really get on him. He hasn't been just a complete, just what, what a lot of people perceive him to be. He's actually been pretty productive out there. He, ha- he hasn't shot the best percentage, but I mean, he's still doing what he needs to do in order to get the team to where they need to be at. Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, it was game three. He actually made three clutch plays down the stretch, putting them putting the Clippers up by one each time he scored a bucket. He gets to the free throw line, and he has an opportunity to make two free throws. It's pretty simple. He's an 86% free throw shooter, uh, I think, this season, 84% for his career. At least make one. So if the Suns do score, it'll be a tie game. Make two, you really put their pressure on the Suns because now they got to make a three in order to tie the game. This guy didn't make any after he had just made great plays. And um, it's just like he was clutch, but he wasn't clutch. And they really needed that game too. I mean, it was right there for the taking. Like you mentioned, all these games have been really close. And the Suns are not doing themselves any favors by like keeping the games as close. I think they need to, they don't do as good of a job as keeping their foot down on their throat, so to speak. But yeah, the Clippers just they're just not getting it done. And Paul George, I mean, his, his shooting percentages have been pretty poor. And I, I think I saw some stats saying he's like has like 10 games in the playoffs shooting like under 25% and something around something like that. And I'm that's just not good. You don't want to be on that list. So yeah, pandemic P I think is suitable. Yeah, man, it it's sad because I really thought he played pretty good against the Jazz. I thought he came through. Terrence Mann obviously came through in that series. Reggie Jackson's been coming through this whole playoffs. But I thought playoff playoff he at least he wasn't that serious, it seemed like. But this series, it's it's been rough. Like you said, the percentages 35.8% from the field, 27.9% from three, and 69.8% from the line right now. It's just it's just bad. Like I I want to think of some other adjectives or a nicer way to say it, but I mean, I got to be real. It's just bad. He's been bad. He's had, like you said, he's had a couple moments where even though he was playing bad, it looked like he was going to come through down the stretch. And then right when they needed him most, he choked it away. Game three, I thought both teams were literally just giving the game back and forth. 
I thought they both were choking and the Clippers just choked a little bit more and the Suns made just enough plays to win. It was an ugly game. But hey, I'm I'm riding. I still am hopeful if they pull out this game, game five tonight, make it three two. I think it can happen, man. Like you said, we, the other part of this is what happens to Kawhi? And we need answers because I don't think it's right. I think the the Clippers are playing games right now. If he's hurt, I think the people who have a right to know that, I'm pretty sure it's part of the NBA rules. You have to specify the injuries. There's been very little reports on what's going on with him. He's not even sitting on the bench with the team. He's sitting up in the box. I really want to know something going on. And it's just crazy right now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reminds you of like back when he was on the Spurs. I mean, I feel like with Kawhi, when he gets hurt or something and he has his own people that take his, his needs into consideration, he doesn't really go by the team. And he's kind of like, like, it seems like he's kind of like putting distance between himself and the team. It's just like, and then I think he's not, I don't think he traveled to the game tonight either. So, I mean, like we, we got to know what kind of injury he has. It's just standard NBA protocol. I thought, I mean, I don't know why they're trying to like beat around the bush and like keep like you you could be giving Clippers fans false hope, or he might he might be healthy enough to come back, but we don't know for sure. So, yeah, it, it's like you said, it reminds me of the Spurs one a lot. It's what what is going on there, man? It's it's frustrating thinking you know maybe he might come back, and then now I'm just not expecting him to come back at all. Who knows? And it, I think we should bring up the point that he can opt out of his contract this year. Do you think that that's playing into it at all? Do you think he's kind of distancing himself and getting ready for free agency and maybe potentially leaving? Yeah, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me, man. I've, I've been seeing people on social media saying Ka- Kawhi Leonard to Golden State. Some just crazy, but I'm like, it's crazy. But I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. To be honest with you, so. Um, it could, could be, it could be a reason why he's being distant or maybe he's just being Kawhi. Maybe he really wants to be in LA and he knows he can make it work. Cause I mean, I think, I think like you, you predicted, I mean, they had a great shot of making it to the finals. So, I mean, why leave? But yeah, who knows? He's, he's a quiet guy and most people, most of the time don't know what he's thinking. So only he does. Him and uncle Dennis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're real private, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess just last thoughts on this on this game. Who, who you got tonight? Uh, I mean, the Clippers are actually looking pretty good tonight. I think I just saw Paul George's like 9 for 13, 9 for 14 or something like that. So that's a good sign. So I wouldn't be, like, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they get this. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised they might get this dub. But, I mean, next game, I think it's just, I think their time is up. I don't think they have enough consistent shooters. Yeah, I feel that. I'm going with the Clippers tonight, and I'm just going to keep riding with the Clippers until until the wheels fall off, I guess. But I will acknowledge yeah. the Suns. Suns right now, I think, are looking like the best overall team. Just they got a good roster. Yeah, they're solid pretty much. Their whole starting five is really solid. But we can move on. We can talk about. The other series right now, the Eastern Conference Finals, got the Hawks and the Bucks. It's a series that none of us, at least on this show, predicted. Not a lot of people, I think, 
I don't think anybody really out there had predicted these two teams would be playing for a chance to go to the finals. But I think the series has been pretty entertaining so far. The Bucks went up 2-1 last night with a big game from Chris Middleton. Him and Giannis were just too much for the Hawks to overcome. I thought the whole game turned when Trey Young turned his ankle. If you didn't see it, he – I think he took a jumper, right? And he took a step backwards yeah, I think it was right onto the ref's foot. Yeah, it rolled his yeah. ankle. Clearly wasn't the same after that, and then it just all kind of fell apart for the Hawks down the stretch. But what are your thoughts on this game? Is I, I, I want to say first, though, before I get to you, the, I should have said this first, but I got to give Chris Middleton his respect, man. I really have been coming for this guy a lot. I didn't think he deserved to be a max player. And, hey, he's he's stepping up. He had 38 points in this game, 15 for 26 from the field, 6 of 12 on threes, added in 11 rebounds with seven assists. He's making plays. He was hitting tough shots over solid defense. And I think that's the recipe for the Bucks because we know Giannis is – limitations but if Chris Middleton can come through and seeing the teams that are still left if Chris Middleton can play like that I think they can really win a championship this year yeah definitely man I'm, I'm glad you brought him up and and got to give props to Giannis too I mean I feel like Giannis has been getting like 40 point games and no one's even said a word about it like it's like it's like what he's doing is not impressive I don't I just want him to get more credit I mean he's playing elite I mean, I understand the Nets for that series, they were a little bit hampered, but I mean, he still was going head to head with KD. Yeah, he didn't close every every fourth quarter, but I mean, he was still making plays in the fourth quarter. And now into this series, he's just kind of imposing his will. I mean, once he once this guy gets in the open court, there's nothing that the Hawks can do. They they don't have anybody to deal with him. He's been playing great. And like you mentioned, Chris Middleton, and he's literally been the closer for this team. This guy's been hitting tough shots. Fadeaways, just three, just shooting threes in people's faces. Like, like he's taking really low percentage shots, but he's coming through and he's making them in the big moments. And the, yeah, that stat line you mentioned that he had with that—that's that's a huge stat line. That's like a LeBron s stat line. He's been playing amazing, and he's definitely a reason why the Milwaukee Bucks are still in the playoffs. Even going back to that Game Seven against Brooklyn, I mean, he was him, Drew Holiday, Giannis—they were all giving and that's all they could do. And they've been playing really good basketball. I've, I've appreciated the way they've played this year. And personally, like I've, I've always said, I, I really do want to see Chris Paul get a ring, but I would not be mad at all if Giannis gets a ring. I think that would help him legacy-wise. I think it would be just great for the NBA. And it, it would honestly just make me happy to see him get it. Because, I mean, that now it's like, all right, he's got it all now as far as accolades, stats, PR. I mean – I think it would be really cool to see a player put all that together. Yeah, 100%. Definitely with Giannis. This could be huge for his legacy. Like you mentioned with the MVPs, defensive player of the year, championship with the potential finals MVP. He will have done it all. Like you said, not many people can say that. So that would definitely move him up on the list of all-time greats. I think his shooting would, would be overlooked a little bit as we – look at what he actually produced on the court. So I think 
this is huge playoffs for him. I think that goes without being said. But like you mentioned, quietly in this series, he's averaging 31 points, 11 rebounds with six assists, 59.4% from the floor. Uh, he's not really shooting good, only 14% from three, but we expect that 60% from the free throw line, which yeah. is not terrible, but it's not Ben Simmons, so they can win with it. No, you can live with two out of three free throws. You can't be living with zero out of three, three like Simmons was. So, Yeah, just complete and utter failure from the 76ers. I know we kind of were talking about it, Last time when we had Alex on the podcast, at that point, the series wasn't over yet, I don't think. But we got to talk about Ben Simmons. We'll probably talk about him more when Alex is on, but he was terrible down the stretch. I thought what summed it up was when he had the wide open dunk and he passed it off just because he was afraid to shoot the ball because he was afraid to get fouled. And there was nobody there. It would have been an easy Gallinari. dunk. Yeah, like it was an easy dunk. And he just gave away two points because he was in his own head. And, man, it's one of the worst cases I've seen of it ever with just a player just completely taken out of his game. Off, just purely based off the free throw line. It, it's astonishing, really. This guy was the rookie of the year. I know Alex was very high on this guy for a long time. And now I don't think anybody really views him as a star anymore. And I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think he can like regain some of his status in the league or is, is it downhill for Ben Simmons? Yeah. So, I mean, with Ben Simmons, I don't mean to be harsh and (laughs) this is just a personal thought that I've had, but I don't even think Ben Simmons would be the best player in the NBA G League. I think the best player in the NBA G League is probably more valuable than Ben Simmons. And that that may be a, a little bit of an exaggeration, but I, I truly believe that just because if you're you're in year four or five in the NBA, you're getting in your own head in the playoffs when I, I just really – what are you scared of? You, you got to go out and leave it all on the court. You can't be passing up easy dunks and stuff. You, you can't afford to do that. And yeah, just him not shooting, not shooting. And if he is shooting, we know it's not going in, going four for 14 from the free throw line, playing 40 plus minutes. It's just, it's really just disappointing. It's really disappointing. He's a max player. It's just disappointing. I I can't say that enough. I wanted to see him do good because I feel like he just needs to do it. Like Giannis is like a perfect example. He's not a great shooter, but he'll, he can get in a rhythm every once in a while in some games, he can hit turnaround fadeaways. He'll go, he'll make five threes in a game. Sometimes at least he's out there trying like Ben Simmons is getting so much in his own head. Like, I can't believe he's like scared to like score. Everybody should want to score. That's the fun part of the game. And I get, I get it. He's the elite on defense. I mean, I still see, I mean, it, for me, I feel like I still see him get beat a lot. I mean, obviously, you're guarding the elite point guards. I mean, it's you can't really do nothing with a lot of them. But I don't know. I feel like his defense is just, yeah, it's good. It doesn't make up for his lack of offense. So, And his passing is, is 
not, I don't, I feel like it's really not that special either. I mean, I feel like when any point guard out there playing that many minutes, like you can come across eight assists. I mean, I guess eight assists is a little bit above average, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not really too high on Ben Simmons. I don't, I don't believe in him. He don't believe in himself. Yeah. I just definitely don't think it's going to work with the 76ers. First off, I'll say that just with Embiid being on the inside, which we know Embiid can hit threes and stuff, but when he really is dominating, he's he's down on the inside, giving it to centers in the post, rebounding. And with Ben Simmons, he kind of needs the lane open. I feel like he would need to play with a small ball kind of lineup where he can be really the only guy that's playing on the inside with four other guys that can play out on the perimeter. So – I guess what I'm trying to say is that I do think that there's a world or like a situation out there where he can thrive and actually be a decent basketball player, but some things he's going to have to do on his own too. Even if he is in that situation, one is just going to be shoot free throws better. Obviously I feel like that's something you can work on. I feel like it's just about rhythm and confidence like we mentioned with Giannis, he's just only shooting 60%, but that's good enough. We, we'll take 60%. Like if you, I'll take one out of two. If you're going and hitting one out of two, you're at least putting something on the board. So it's not great, but he, if he can get there and get to the point where he's still attacking the basket, finishing at the rim, because he can, he can finish pretty well. It's just he's afraid to do it because he knows now that he's going to get fouled. So he's got to rebuild his mental game and get on a, a better situation, which right now is going to be tough because I don't see anybody clamoring and going out like, oh, we got to trade for Ben Simmons right now. So I think this could be the beginning of the end, even though like I see a path. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. I see yeah. a path where you can go. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I mean, I think he just needs to be in a better team situation. Like, like you said, I, I've never really thought him and Embiid were a great fit. They both are inside players, obviously. They've been I, – I know he could be an outside player. I mean, you bring the ball up, you're initiating the offense. You could He could be an outside player, but he's not. And we know Embiid has to be on the, either block. So that's just, that's just not going to really work out. And, yeah, like you mentioned, I think a small ball – like, I honestly, like, think he should switch positions. Like, I, that might sound a little crazy because he's such a good ball handler, but, like, he, he should be playing something like Billy Griffin was, like, early in his career. Like, because he's that kind of – he has that kind of athleticism. He can finish around the rim and just, just be productive in another way. Like, you don't – I feel like him bringing the ball up is not really helping – it's not hurting the team and it's not helping the team. And maybe it's a position change, but it it's – it's like now you got to find a team that's willing to risk that and believe in you. So it's going to be hard for him, I think. But like you said, I think he, he could find a, a different path and, and find success elsewhere because he, he has put up great stat lines. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have like 30 point games and stuff. But I mean, just this playoffs, this series that he had just really showed a lot and it didn't show the right things. Yeah, 100%, man. And I was just going to say, I think he needs to be more of like a Draymond Green type of player where Draymond, I know we make a lot of fun of him. and He doesn't always put up points, but he does a lot of other things. 
And he's at least not a liability to where you can have him on the court with other good players as we've seen in the past. And they were very productive. So if he could get a little bit more Draymond Green in his game, I see similarities just that they both play solid defense, even though they're, you know, different body types. But I think he can do some of the same things. Draymond can facilitate a little bit. And one thing that a lot of guys, I always talk about it, but Draymond Green has realized that screening, when they're not guarding you and playing off you, is tough for the defense to guard against because they're already so far away from you because they don't think you're going to shoot. So even when you have the ball, he he passes to Steph, go set the screen, and now the big man is running from the paint. And by that time, Steph already hit the three. So I think a lot of dudes need to watch Draymond Green a little bit and start setting some screens, man. I know that was that was my thing in high school. So set some screens. It, it works when they're not guarding you. That's a great point. That's a great point. Is that it's like that's one of the, like just the little things that. Most people wouldn't even think about, but it's just just getting open. Like that's that's so huge. Getting open means you're getting a wide open look, which increases your chances to make a shot. So yeah, it's, it's just smart basketball. Yep, and I think it goes with like you said, a position change, play the four or something, where he can be the yeah. screener and some pick and rolls and stuff. And I think it'll work out better. Because imagine if his position had been power forward his whole career. Then it's like, okay, he's a poor free throw shooter. All right, he's a power forward. We'll give him a little bit more latitude. But now, like, dude, you're a point guard. Most point guards are at least shooting, like, 75% and above. I mean, now you're just making yourself look bad amongst your peers and you're, you're the people that play the same position as you. And now it's just giving more people to get on you, which obviously it's getting in his head or maybe he's getting in his head for some other reasons maybe personally that we don't understand, but it, it's just something's affecting him on the court mentally and definitely needs to fix it. Yeah. And just last point, I guess for me about Ben Simmons and the free throw shooting is it kills the team's rhythm. If you're the primary ball handler most of the time, but when the game's on the line, you can't be the primary ball handler because the other teams are just going to foul you. Now we have to play with somebody else making the decisions that you normally make. Everybody's playing a little bit different of a role, and I think it just throws off the team and just it put, takes other guys out of their game as well. 100%. That's, that's a great point. But, yeah, we can move on. We could talk about the other – well, yeah, the other Eastern Conference series, the second round. I know we talked about KD – I came on and I was saying that he's the best player in the world right now. He proved it with this game fire performance, which I thought was going to lead to the Nets pulling out that series. Obviously, now as we sit here in the East Conference Finals, I was wrong about that. But I don't think I was wrong about KD being the best player in the world right now. I know you were on TikTok this week and – Hey, if you're listening to this episode, you're not following us on TikTok, you're slacking. Miles has some some great takes over there. I'll be getting on there sometimes too, so follow us over there. But Miles, obviously, you don't agree with me. I'll let you go first. You can say kind of what you were saying on TikTok because I got I got a couple of responses to that. Fair. So, yeah. Okay. Katie and LeBron. These 
two have pretty much been, so to speak, rivals, but the media, the two best players in the NBA for the last like 12, 13 years. I mean, you could obviously make some arguments certain years, but I mean, I think overall, like these two were, have like been head over heels, just the number one and two players and no one else has really reached their level. Like, and this has been back to like a long time ago, eight, 10, 12, 11 years ago. So KD was absolutely sensational in this playoff series against the Bucks. I mean, he, obviously his team was depleted. James Harden was hobbled with a hamstring injury. Kyrie Irving was down with the ankle injury. So KD's playing has to really be the guy. And like, okay. And this is really the first time we've seen like, all right, he's really just doing whatever he needs to do in order to get his team where they need to be. And that game five performance was amazing. Crazy stat line, 49, 17, 10 assists, wild stat line. That's great. We've seen LeBron do that in the finals. LeBron just won the finals last year. So Kevin Durant has now made it to, this is just, and mind you, we're speaking about the second round. This is just the second round. I believe if you put LeBron on that team, even with the hobble James Harden, I think LeBron wins that series. And I understand Kevin Durant literally could have won it if he just was an inch back. Nah. And, and, and that's just... That's just unfortunate, but I LeBron gets past the Bucks because kind of I know I know we've all heard this Scotty Pippen controversy. I don't agree with everything he said, but he did make a good point. LeBron controls the tempo of the game better than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was go he was going out and just scoring every time, and that was great, but he wasn't preserving his energy, and that clearly showed in the overtime in the game seven. I mean, dude was drained. And when you play and if you play basketball, even pick up five on five, if you're going one on one every time, you're going to be extremely tired, which is yeah. where, okay, LeBron's great, LeBron's greatest trait, him getting his teammates involved. LeBron's not going to expend all that energy just to keep him in the game. He's going to still use his teammates. He's going to trust him. And I get you. Joe Harris was breaking wide open threes. James started. I'm like, what is, what is this man doing? Why is he playing? Like, at that point, James Harden probably shouldn't have even been playing. But, hey, he was out there, so I'm sure he's not making excuses. He was out there playing 50-plus minutes. So, hey, James Harden is arguably, like, the fifth greatest shooting guard ever. So, he was out there. I, I mean, he was playing bad, and maybe that's just James Harden not showing up in the playoffs, which is what we've seen it's time both. in and time out. It's, he doesn't show up in the playoffs, <laughs> and he was hurt. Yeah. It was just like exactly. – uh. that's, that's a bad combo. I know it's in a different situation in the East, but I mean, we saw LeBron lead a team that had no business in the finals, led them to the finals, but they got through all the rounds. And I, I get you, they probably didn't play a team as good as the Bucks, even though they almost lost in the first round that year, like really close game with, with the Pacers. But I don't know. I just really think LeBron gets by that series. And I don't think KD didn't, he didn't even get far enough in the playoffs to even say he, he's past LeBron. Maybe he he got a little bit closer to being his equal, but LeBron's still the defending 2020 NBA champion, finals MVP. KD did a lot to gain, but he didn't do enough to pass. And I'll just leave it at that. See, for me, I don't know, because I feel like LeBron, he's not the same dominant LeBron that we saw in Cleveland. So I do think that KD has not passed LeBron in terms of obviously career-wise, or I don't even think that right now KD is better than LeBron was a few years ago. 
But I do think LeBron's starting to slow down. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I know he won the championship last year, but we all remember he did get like four or five months off in year, what was it, 16? Everybody did. Yeah, I, I understand that, but the, the two years, well, the year before that and now this year, we've seen when he didn't get that time off, he's been hobbled with injuries, hasn't gone the best for him. I think he is starting to slow down personally, which, hey, he's still great. He's still, in my opinion, probably top two or three players in the league. I, I'm not going to disrespect him, move him down the list too far. But just what I've seen out of KD, I don't think since LeBron left Cleveland, anybody in the league was asked to do what he was asked to do. And he showed up, man. Like we talked about, game five was one of the best games I've ever seen. 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. He was spectacular. Went up 3-2. We know what happened in game six. They, they lost that one. But game seven, like you said, if he hadn't just been an inch back, we're talking about him in the conference finals. It's literally like the slimmest margin of defeat I've ever seen. Now, I will say in overtime, he was just drained. He didn't finish it off. He just couldn't bring oh, it home. Nobody came with him either. The rest of the team, Jeff Green stepped up in that game five, and we talked about that. He's got to have at least one other guy come along with him, have a good game. Joe Harris, you mentioned it. He was awful. Look, I know he's not a star, so he's not going to get the the ridicule, but he deserves it, man. There's no reason that you should be shooting like 50% on threes in the regular season only to just miss wide open threes that could have changed the series. He had plenty of chances. It wasn't like he just missed like one big three at the end of the game. No, he missed pretty much everything he shot. He was awful. James Harden was injured. I think, look, KD's going to come back next year. I'm just glad he stayed healthy. This is his first year off the Achilles, and he was balling like this. I think they're winning the championship next year. They got to be the favorites still. As long as they stay healthy, nobody can beat them. I'm still sticking on that. Nobody can beat them. Cousin hey, Katie. I hear you, man. But, but you know some teams are going to make some crazy moves this, this offseason, too. They, they might meet their match in some, other, in some other capacity. So, I don't know. I mean, and I'll believe it. I, I, I get what you're saying. The, the years – no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Hopefully they make some moves for defense and rebounding because, I mean, that, shoot, if they would have had some defense and rebounding in that series, they, they, they usually win that. It's tough. It's tough for me. I think LeBron is going to come back strong. I know you mentioned the two years. Yeah, he, he he's getting hobbled by the injuries, but I don't think his basketball is like itself is getting worse. Like his is just the injuries are finally like racking up a little bit more, and like this is taking a longer time for him to recover. But like just still pure basketball wise, we 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 still see what he did last year in the finals. I mean, he was averaging like twenty eight, and just was obviously the best player out there. Showed it and showed it. Oh no, AD was pretty tough. Him. AD was pretty tough. AD was. AD, AD was amazing. That's what I'm saying. And, like, they, they're going to come back next year. They, they were just hobbled. I think we can all know that if they were just healthy, they're at least in the conference finals, playing against either the Suns or the Clippers probably. I don't know how the tournament would have matched them up. But, 
But yeah, right. I think they're going to come back strong next year too. The Nets are going to come back strong, more healthy. But I mean, Kyrie, he, he's hurt a lot in the playoffs, man. And he's been hurt a lot in his career. And he's, he's, he's just one of those players that was just having one of those unfortunate careers. So now you got to, you got to just rely on him being healthy at the right time. It's, it seems like it's a lot to ask for now because I mean, we keep seeing him consistently get hurt. I mean, were you going to say something? I was going to say, I mean, yeah, no. I just think that if either him or Harden had been healthy, they definitely would have won the championship this year. Well, I'm not going to say definitely because they're, yeah, they, I, I got to give some other teams some respect, but they would have, I think they would have beat the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. I, I was, I'm, I'm just still amazed in how, even though I know James Harden was hurt, but I mean, like, still, like, I feel like he just should have been better. I know he's not going to drive by bad. people, but he was still doing the same little, he was just still doing the same step backs that he always does. He couldn't James buy Harden a bucket. Three point series in NBA history. Yeah, he just, just didn't show up. And I'm like, that's why I'm still like, a li- like, Katie still had him out there. Yeah, James Harden played bad. It wasn't Katie's fault that James Harden played bad, but. When you look at the paper, it's like, oh, James Harden was out there and played fifty plus minutes, and yeah, he, he only did there. that. I mean, <laughs> he was out there. Exactly. <laughs> he was out there. So Katie, had, it's not like he was just by himself, like people try and make. But yeah, he, he was. By nobody himself. on his team showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, in the fourth quarter, yeah, he was. He was literally by himself. And to the Bucks, I don't know why they had PJ Tucker guarding him so much because I feel like Katie was li- like, yeah, PJ Tucker stuff, but he was doing whatever he wanted to PJ Tucker. I really just wanted to see Giannis just like like lock up in that last play because I feel like that's just the best way to contest it. Obviously, Drew Holiday contested the shot good enough and Katie airballed pretty badly. But just going back to the him and LeBron, like he just didn't do enough to pass. Like if he does that in like the Western Conference, I mean in the Eastern Conference Finals, like all right, he, he was there. He was right on the edge of like the finals, but LeBron has been living in the finals for his whole career and has still been doing it to recent day. So I still can't give KD that edge. I just can't. All right. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree for now. The only thing that we can really say is that see we'll year. see next year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We'll, we'll see yeah. next year. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. Everyone's gonna be healthy. Hopefully, I know a lot of people are recovering from injuries this year, so we're gonna be expecting a lot of the stars back. And yeah, then we're gonna see really who's who's the top dog. Hundred percent, man. The injuries this but, year is definitely say, a story. I, I do think. Yeah. And, and just to add on to that, I, I do think Kevin Durant's stats will be better than LeBron. I, I do, I do definitely see what you're saying. Like he definitely is just taking like his foot off the gas, like in the regular season. Because I mean, he's dude's been playing like a hundred plus games for so many seasons. Like he's not gonna be like going like 40, 48, like thirteen and like ten anymore. Like, but he's still gonna be able to get to thirty, and it's gonna look easy some nights. So, yeah. Yeah, I think if him and AD are healthy, they should have a pretty good year for sure. Yeah, I guess from there, we can talk a little bit more about that Hawks-Bucks series. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode, but it's 2-1 right now. The Bucks are up. Game four in Atlanta is going to be Tuesday night. What are you thinking moving forward in this series? No disrespect to the Hawks. I think the Bucks gentlemen sweep them. I think the Bucs are just a better team. 
if Chris Middleton's going to play even remotely close to what he did last night. I mean, I really just don't think the Hawks are good enough to win. I think they've surprised pretty much everybody in the NBA world making it to this point. But I think the Bucks are just a different animal as far as their defense. I mean, they're starting Brooke Lopez and Giannis. They're both like seven feet tall. I mean, they're just a bigger team. And obviously they can shoot. Uh, last game, they inserted Brent Forbes in the lineup, obviously in there just for his three-point shooting. Gave him a little spark. Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton's out there. Drew Holiday's been giving a few games, big moments. Didn't show up in some games, but I think he definitely came back strong. So I, th- I think the Bucks are just all around. And, and Giannis, I mean, I think he's just the best player in this series. He's the most dominant. And I honestly think the Bucs are going to win the rest of these games. Especially if Trey Young is still hampered from his ankle injury, then then the, the Hawks can forget, they can forget about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention was Trey Young's ankle. I've had a long history of ankle injuries myself, and I know you, you can't really tell just based on the video how bad it was or how bad it hurts. So I'm, I don't know if he's going to be right. I'm hoping that he is. I think if he is right, they have a slight chance. They can take a couple more games. I would still probably pick the Bucks to win. But I think right now I'm I'm thinking Bucks in six. I think the Hawks are still one more game. Maybe if hey, if it's game four and this thing goes back to two two, who knows? But yeah, I still I'm still leaning towards the Bucks for sure. But I want yeah, to I, I, I think the Bucks I think, yeah, Atlanta would be just as good of a story as if the Bucs won. But, yeah, I think the Bucs are just – they're the bigger team. They're more athletic overall. And Giannis, if he just continues to do what he's doing, averaging like 30 and like 13, Hawks just – they just don't have an answer. Like, they, I think they could be in every single game. But, I, I mean, I feel like the Bucs are going to execute better. I feel like they're really hungry for this. I think they see their opportunity – like the Hawks do, but I think they've been in this position a little bit more than the Hawks as of recent years. And like, they're like, no, we're sick of this. We're going to, we need to close these boys out, not give them any ground. We don't want to even give them hope about winning this series. So I think they're, I think they're going to take that mentality throughout the rest of the series and take the Hawks out in a, in a tough, but commanding series win. Yeah, it makes sense. We'll just have to wait and see right now. Giannis and Chris Middleton, Ice Trey with the ankle. They play again Tuesday night as we're recording this on Monday. So who knows? By the time you're listening to this, they could be in command, could be 2-2, could be listening to this before the game starts. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that next next time we do an episode. I'm, I'm sure that, we'll, that it'll come up. Yeah, I guess moving on from there, we can touch back in real quick on this Clippers-Suns game. The Clippers are up 114 to 100 with a little bit less than three minutes now. So I think they're going to pull that one out. (laughs) You never know, though, in the NBA. But, hey, if they win this one 3-2, you think the Suns, I mean, the Clippers, you think the Clippers can come back? Definitely possible because I honestly the Suns are not doing well at closing out the games. I think the last couple of games, like yeah, they they've been squeezing them out, but like they haven't been 
that great executing either. And I think if they just keep letting the, the Clippers hang around, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, I just saw Paul George's stat line. I think he's got 40 now on 15 of 20 shooting. I, I, did, I didn't see how many rebounds he had, but I'm sure it's in the double digits. He's been great rebounding this whole uh, playoffs. He's got 12 right um, now. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, 12. So, yeah, that's that's solid. It's really solid. So, yeah, if Paul George is playing like that, but it's just like, can we really expect him to keep on playing like this? I mean, the Suns only need one win, and they're going to need this kind of – if Kawhi is not coming back, they need this kind of performance every single game. But I will say the Suns need to do a better job of either closing or or not letting the, the Clippers make a run in the fourth quarter when they're trying to do theirs. Because Devin Booker, he, his percentages, I think, have been going down the last few games. He hasn't been as efficient. He's dealing with, like, the broken nose and wearing the mask and stuff. And and DeAndre ayton has been playing like a man, a man amongst boys. As Chris Paul said in his after-game interview, he's gonna, DeAndre Jordan's going to get a bag after this uh, season. So they're just going to have to execute. I think it's going to really just come down to execution. I think the Suns are a better team, but the Clippers are still dangerous. And if they get their Reggie Jacksons and uh, Marcus Morris's to really step up, they can definitely come back. Yeah. And to your point about Aiton, only 10 and 10 right now. So pretty mediocre game for him. Five for 10 from the field. He's going to have to have a bigger impact. Had 19 and 22 last game though. Yeah. He was great. I mean, four, block, four blocks, the 22 rebounds. I think, I feel like it sounds really good, but they missed so many shots. There was a lot of rebounds <laughs> to go around. I mean, Paul George had 16, <laughs> But yeah, he yeah. he's been great though That's throughout so these playoffs. But yeah, as far as this one goes, the Clippers. We'll see playoff P. We got playoff P tonight, I guess. Pandemic P a couple yeah, nights P ago. So we'll see. He's got he's got the alter ego thing going. It is what it is. But from there, there's one last thing I had to get to before we get out of here tonight. I mentioned earlier, if you're not following us on TikTok, you got to go follow us over there. Got some good stuff going up. And I had I got to confront Miles again. I, we already talked about the KD LeBron thing, but he's been making some some videos. You guys know the ones where, you know, you got to choose between one player or another. And I have some disagreements I just wanted to bring up. So you, you had on there Penny Hardaway. Versus Steve Nash, and you went with Penny. I would, I would just say I gotta go with Nash. Yeah, so I, I, I love doing these TikToks. It's a great way to just interact with everybody because everyone has a has their opinion about who they think is better. I should have been more specific. I, I just wanted to do like all these players like at their peak in the NBA. Like, who would you rather take? I understand. Yeah, Penny's Penny Hardaway. His career just wasn't what it was supposed to be. But I mean, he was on the path to being one of the greatest point guards of all time. Um, he was one of those big elite point guards that had, that could shoot the jumper, could dance on you with the handles. And he was playing with a young Shaq at, at one point in time. So yeah, I think he was on the way to being great. Obviously injuries hampered him, but I don't know. He's a bigger guard. Personally, I would just in, in like a one-on-one, like if it's just like one game that I like, and I'm picking my team, like I'm probably just going to take Penny Hardaway in that situation. Uh, Nash was a beast, man. I'm not gonna. Nah, I'm not gonna bore Nash you guys with all the stats though. tonight. But we will. 
we will be putting up polls of these actually this week. So Instagram, TikTok, follow us. Give us your feedback. We're going to see what you guys think, too. A couple of the other ones that I did have, too, wanted to bring up. You had Anthony Davis, Kevin Garnett. I got to roll with Garnett on that one. Uh, you had Harden and D-Wade. You had Harden over Wade. I, I got to roll with D-Wade. I think I got to roll with D-Wade. Honestly, I'm not going to. I would roll with D-Wade, too. I would, I would retract that one. I, I would roll with D-Wade, too. D-Wade was different. All right, I respect that. I respect that for sure. I take that. I definitely take that one back. The last one I put on here, this one was kind of questionable to me. I don't know if I necessarily disagree, but you had Dame Lillard over Kyrie. I think that was really tough, personally. But I, it's really tough. I, I, I think I understand why you went Dame, and I, I don't know, but I, I do want to get that up in the poll too. So, if you guys disagree with Miles. First off, let us know on TikTok. The videos are already up over there at ABG Sports Nerds. And then same thing, Instagram, throwing up some polls this week about stuff like that. We're going to start trying to do more stuff like that, more interact with the people more. We want to know what you guys think. And then we want to know when you guys don't agree with us so we can come back at you sometimes. But I guess from there, is there anything else you want to We interact. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But is there anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here tonight? No, I think we I think we covered everything in this one episode that since our last update on um, our last episode. So I think I think we got everything covered. Yeah, hundred percent. And to that point, we're gonna keep getting on here, making episodes as of right now until we can get everything up and running with our live stream. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube now so you can so you can be there when we do our first live stream. We're going to be giving away a Dennis Robbins signed picture. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to play some games and stuff. It's, it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned for that. We thank you for all support. If you made it this far, you're a true sports nerd. We really want to connect with you. And yeah. Just keep nerding it up.